0: Let's pray one more time for the Holy Spirit to be here with us. Heavenly Father, I pray that you be with us once again and help us to know what is our most important work in this world is. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I went to... um, High school in San Jose, California, called Independence High School. It was established in 1976, 200 years after the um, first Independence Day. So that's why it's called Independence High School. At that time... That school was the largest high school in the United States. It had more than 5,000 students. And it had its own own football stadium with um, seating capacity of probably about 10,000 people. They also had three gymnasiums. Olympic sized swimming pool mm-hmm. and tennis court courts, they were almost professional. Anyway, um, I took a class from Mr. Bill Rice. He was considered probably the hardest and at the same time the best teacher. And he was teaching humanities. He was not a Christian. This school was not an Adventist school. And um, as he was teaching, he taught about different religions. And also, he really belittled Christianity and the existence of God. So, day after day, he'll say something negative about God. There is no God. He believed totally in evolution. There's no purpose in this life except to live, live it up, and then one day you die. And that's the end of it. You know, I got kind of fed up with his constant talks. And there were about 60 of my classmates listening to this every single day. So one day I said, I raised my hand, I said, Mr. Rice, I need to say something. You know, I've been listening to you for this whole semester. But I got to tell you something. I disagree. I agree with you in a lot of things. But the one thing I disagree is about your view of evolution. I believe that this world was created by God in seven literal days. And he started, and, you know, I started giving him some more, what I thought at that time. I mean, I didn't know much. You know, I'm I'm in high school, and as much as I could I tried to share with him what I knew about creation and also about God and then he said that's it that's your argument and then he started belittling me and he said that you don't make any sense and he just started making fun of me and all my classmates started laughing and I just felt this small I said God why in the world did I even talk (laughs) I mean it didn't do any good this is ridiculous you know does everyone that you speak to and share Christ convert and instantly become an Adventist I wish it I wish that was the case, right? But sometimes it's very frustrating. Anyway, so I stopped talking, and that was end of that. And, you know, because my father always told me, my father's a minister. He always said, whatever you know about God and Christ, share with everybody. He drilled that in us, all the kids, my my brothers and sister, said, "Share Christ with everybody that you come in contact with So here I was trying to do something like this. I get humiliated. I tell you something it just um, i didn 't feel too good about sharing the gospel after that too much, you know and um Matthew 8 and Mark 5 and also in Luke 8. There is a story of the demoniacs. The demoniacs of Gadara. You know the story well. Jesus goes and casts the demons out, right? And what did these two now healed people want to do? What did they want to do? They wanted to be with Jesus. Right? They said, we want to be with Jesus. Because they were not like the disciples who were with Christ for several years. So they want to be with Jesus. Look at what it says in um, Desire of Ages 339. They, the, de- the demoniacs, desired the company of their deliverer. That's Jesus. In his presence, they felt secure from the demons that had tormented their lives and wasted their manhood. As Jesus was about to enter the boat, they, they kept close to his side, knelt at his feet, and begged him to keep them near him. Where they might ever listen to his words. When they say, well, "We want to be with you, Jesus," you just delivered us from this. The legion of demons. What do you think, Jesus? What did Jesus say? Okay, you guys. First, you need to go to southern take theology, <laughs> then go to Andrew's, get, get an MDiv. After you study all these things, why don't you go and preach? Because <laughs> right now, you guys don't know anything. After all, you've been possessed by demons for a long time. That's what the Bible says, Right? Verse says right here. But Jesus bade them go home and tell what great things the Lord has done for them. Now in page three hundred and forty of desire. Of Ages, it is in working to spread the good news of salvation that we are brought near to the Savior. Do you want to be near to the Savior? It is, it is in working to spread the good news of salvation that we are brought near to the Savior. The two restored demoniacs were the first missionaries whom Christ sent to preach the gospel in the region of Decapolis for a few moments only these men had been privileged to hear the teachings of Christ listen to this not one sermon from his lips had ever fallen upon their ears they never heard Jesus speak They could not instruct the people as the disciples who had been daily with Christ were able to do. But they bore in their own persons the evidence that Jesus was the Messiah. You know, we make these excuses all the time. I can't share Christ with other people. I mean, I don't know anything. <laughs> you know, i tell you something. Did you hear a sermon today in the morning? Did you hear a sermon last night? I mean, when you hear a sermon, just write it down, and that can, you can share that with somebody. Very, very simple. There's no excuse. These demoniacs they were possessed we don't know how long. They never heard Jesus speak. But God said, Jesus said, go and spread the message. My very first attempt to convert somebody, I was 13 years old. My best friend, his name, at that time was Tai Kumbi, and uh, we lived in this complex apartment complex called Stanford Heath apartments <coughs> and the place that he and I like to go occasionally was this uh, ice cream shop there was very near our apartment complex And uh, there was a creek that was probably about a mile or maybe a little bit longer, long, that divided the apartment complex from the ice cream shop. But usually the water is very low, so we can just go over it. So we did that that day. And I've been talking to Ty about God before, you know, just... I didn't know what to say but I said you know you know, there is a God that I go to church on Saturday and all these things but he didn't really care about that and you know but here was an opportunity because after we went to we were eating our ice cream in the store and it started pouring it started pouring so much rain I mean it was it rained for it seems like for several hours but it's probably been maybe a hour or 2 hours at the most but it was really really pouring rain and so we waited until the rain stopped and Ty and I started going back home to the apartments apartment complex by that time you know we waited there so long our you know Ice cream had all digested and everything. Anyway, uh, when I went to when we went to the um, creek, creek was completely full of water. (laughs) I mean, it was overflowing. (laughs) And I said, "Man, I don't want to walk all the way around for like more than a mile." So I said this is an opportunity. I have this this opportunity because I know about the parting of the Red Sea. (laughs) I read it in the Bible and I believe it happened. So I said, Ty, I want you to see something. I'm going to prove to you today, right now, that there is a God. (laughs) I'm going to prove to you that the Bible is true. In the Bible, it talks about Moses, you know God using Moses to part the Red Sea. So I was so confident he's going to see the creek part that we can walk right through, and he's going to be totally convinced that there's a God, and he'll come to church with me the next Sabbath. So I started praying, and I said, "Ty, when we pray, we have to close close the eyes. I want you to close your eyes." I made sure he closed his eyes. So he closed his eyes standing there like this mm-hmm. so I started praying so I was praying I could just keep peeking to see if he was parting or not <laughs> peeking. peeking, praying, peeking, praying peeking, and praying I mean it did not part <laughs> I was getting so disappointed I just, but I just kept praying kept praying I think I prayed for about 8 days <laughs> no but um it never parted. I was very disappointed at God. He said, I mean God you had your chance right here. <laughs> if you just had this if you just if you just parted that creek, he would have been a Christian right away. And I was so mad and With my, I didn't say anything about God after that to him. Just went, we had to walk all the way around. Took us like two hours to walk around. I don't know how, how long it took, but it was just, I was so dejected because he, God just missed his opportunity. And that was my first soul winning attempt. And it was a miserable failure. But my father keeps saying, you know, you need to just share, keep sharing. You know, you know, we don't do the converting, right? It's the Holy Spirit that's the ultimately do the com- does the converting. Our job is to share. God has His timing. You know, um, don't ever get discouraged. I tell you something. Um, there's nothing that we can take to heaven except ourselves and other people. Right? Can you take your um, car with you to heaven? Can you even take your education to heaven with you? I mean, you can use your education for the betterment of mankind, and also you can reach a lot of people. But um, nothing that we have, our homes, our jobs, nothing really matters if we don't use that to do God's work. Is that true? What are we going to do for other people? The greatest thing you can do is give them the gift of life by introducing them to Jesus. I tell you, um, it says right here, and read this whole chapter if you can. Testimonies for the Church, Volume 7, page 9. It says, You have been bought with a price. And all that you have and are is to be used to the glory of God and for the good of your fellow man. Christ died on the cross to save the world from perishing in sin. He asks... Your cooperation in this work. You are to be his helping hand. With earnest, unwavering effort, you are to seek to save the lost. Now, look at this. In Desire of Ages 142, you know what it says? God could have reached his object in saving sinners without our aid. But in order for us to develop a character like Christ's, we must share in his work. Did you hear that? He could have done this by himself without our aid, right? But in order for us to develop a Christ-like character, We must share in His work. So what's the secret to developing Christ-like character? It's sharing the gospel with other people. Again, in uh, Testimonies for the Church, Volume 7, page 9, the transforming power of God's grace. Transforming. It transforms us. Okay, what is it? God's grace molds the one who gives himself to God's service. Imbued with the spirit of the Redeemer, he is ready to deny self, ready to take up the cross, ready to make any sacrifice for the master. No longer can he be indifferent to the souls perishing around him. do you want to be transformed is by doing this the soul winning is doing work with God you know we've been having Bible studies and uh, at our home for about 17 years now, and um, when I was um, in medical school, I decided to be a youth pastor for Olympic Korean SDA church in Los Angeles. So every Sabbath, I would drive to Los Angeles and take care of the kids, give them sermons every week. You know, every time you have to give sermons. What do you have to do you have to prepare right <laughs> so you have to spend time with the word and in order for them to receive it what do you have to do you have to pray so you know that's what um, i did in medical school and um, when i started my residency i did two residencies one in family practice then in dermatology in both places, one in Orlando, the other in Gainesville, Florida, I volunteered to be the youth pastor. And then when I was doing my fellowship in cancer surgery in La Jolla, California, near San Diego, I also was a youth pastor for a year when I was there. And then when I came and moved to Georgia, um, we started a Bible study. And um, right now we have anywhere from 30 to 40 people come every week. We start at 6, and my wife uh, makes the food for all these people. She does a lot of work. And uh, we eat from 6 to 6.30 and have Bible study from 6.30 to 7.30. Sometime to 8.30 or 9.30. And, you know, I, I'm so fortunate because Southern is so close. And I know all the religion professors. In fact, they have, before they, um, the school starts, they have a, a retreat for the religion department at our house. So every time they come, I say, you can use our house. But here is, I just, there's a a piece of paper I I give and sign your name and tell me when you can come to teach. (laughs) So I've had so many people from the religion department come to give Bible studies, fabulous. Mark Finley came. And Doug Batchelor came. (laughs) I tell you, when Mark Finley and Doug Batchelor came, we had like (laughs) over 150 people, I think. (laughs) And most of them are Adventists. (laughs) But, you know, these new people, 30 to 40 people, they're mostly non-Adventists. And most of them are My patients. And, um, you know, they've been so blessed and I've been so blessed by doing this. And what I do is the devotional that I have for the week. God, I always ask God to give me insight. And once the night comes, and that's what I share. You know, it's just my natural devotional that I share with people and it's amazing how God gives you insights you know um, as a result of this we've had many many baptisms Uh, a few years ago we had three people baptized at our pool because they had Bible study at our house so they want to be baptized at our pool so all the church members came to our house on a Wednesday night, and our pastor baptized them, and they joined our church <laughs> and Many new people who are not yet baptized are coming to our church in Dalton if you want to meet them right if you want to meet them next week, you can come there I will introduce you to all of them, or you can come on a Wednesday night to our home to um, to uh, meet all of them and encourage them. You know, um, that's my favorite night, Wednesday night. And I get such a high. You know, over time, it has become such a habit. And it's such a joy. There's no greater joy than the person that you've been working with, Gets up, finally gets baptized. When I was in residency in dermatology, you know, they accept two people per year. And um, the person who got accepted in my same year, her name is Dinah Warner. She uh, graduated number one in her class at University of Florida, and her husband was a family practice physician. And um, when we got there, when I got there, we started having Bible studies with them. And um, the last year, before we graduated, they said they want to be baptized. So guess what? They got baptized, not only them but their whole family. Their kids and and they're telling everybody about about God and the truth that they learned. And now they work for for the hospital. Which are which is our seventh Adventist hospital. And it's such a joy. I mean that's that's the greatest gift that God could give me and I realized that's the reason why God allowed me to go to that school that was the main reason to be accepted to that program to save this family have you this is testimony for the church volume 7 page 10 have you so deep an appreciation of the sacrifice made on Calvary that you are willing to make every other interest subordinate to the work of saving souls now this is a very powerful statement here it's the same the same intensity of desire what kind? Same. Intensity of desire to save sinners that marked the life of the Saviour. That's pretty intense, isn't it? Marks the life of his true followers. It's the same intensity of desire that Christ had. To save sinners marks the life of his true followers perhaps if you don't have this desire maybe you're not a true follower the Christian has no desire to live for self he delights to consecrate all that he has and is to the master's service He is moved by an inexpressible desire to win souls to Christ. Do you have that? He is moved by an inexpressible desire to win souls to Christ. You know, um, I was giving studies one time. Our Bible studies did not start at our home, but it started in our office. And um, this was years ago. And there was a Baptist man who was coming to our Bible studies every week, Wednesday a night. He'll always sit left of me. Always listening. Doesn't say anything. Then one day, I said, you know, when you give Bible studies, you don't start off the first study is Sabbath is Saturday. I mean, that's not... <laughs> You have they need to know the gospel. You know? Do you know why I believe our church is a true last day church? Do you know why? Because we have the greatest understanding of the gospel. We have the greatest understanding of the gospel of Christ that's why we are the true church anyway then as we are you know a lot of things that they were learning all these people none of them are Adventists one day I decided I'm going to now talk to them about the Sabbath. So, I mean, I had it all prepared from the Bible, from history, and everything. So I I thought I gave a very compelling argument for Sabbath being Saturday. For the first time, the guy on the left this Baptist man. He's a very wonderful Christian man. He finally, suddenly got really upset. He started using four-letter words. I go, he said, you are a deceiver. Talking to me. I go, what, what 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 are you talking about? You're a deceiver. Well, I've been just teaching everything from the Bible. Did I say anything outside the Bible? I know what you're trying to do. I know what you're trying to do. What, what am I trying to do? Look, everybody, look. You know what he's trying to do? He's trying to make all of us Seventh-day Adventists. and he started going off on how he was I was deceiving them he says your whole objective from the beginning was to make us Seventh Adventist you know what he said was true actually (laughs) 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 but you know I was never gonna admit it and so I just kind of froze and I said, what? God, what do you want me to do? And I was just kind of shaking, you know. I didn't know what to say. And so I said, listen, listen, listen. Okay. Listen. So I tried to smooth this over by saying, you know, we are not saved by keeping the Sabbath. We are saved by grace and grace alone. But you know, Sabbath is important as a result of our salvation that in order to be saved and I, I tell you there would be a lot of Baptists in heaven who never kept the Sabbath they just started talking like this and I didn't know what else I said but I just kind of everybody left and I had a very depressing week and I was saying God maybe these people are not ready they're not ready I um, so what do you mean to do? Do you want me to just stop the Bible studies, or what do you mean to do? I'll do whatever you want. So next Wednesday came, and here I, I was thinking, I bet maybe one fourth or one third will come, at the most half, and certainly this man is not going to come. Guess what? Everybody came. I was going, whoa. Okay, what? I'm not going to talk about Sabbath this time. <laughs> <laughs> but I had prepared to, you know, talk about different judgments in the Bible. We had a study. Then he said, "This man who was cursing me." At the end of the Bible, said he said. Dr. Chang, I'd like to apologize to what I said last week. I said, you know, it's okay. You know, you were very honest, and you're trying to express your opinion. I mean, this is a, you know, I'm not a dictator. This is a free country, and this is a, there's a freedom of, choice and freedom of religion and <laughs> so you don't have to apologize. It's okay. He goes, no, no, no. I need to apologize in front of all these people. He said, okay. I accept your apology. Praise the Lord for that. He goes, Dr. Chung, but I, I have to tell you something. Um, I brought I went home and I brought these studies that are found online. It was about this thick, about 50 pages. It says, I've been studying this whole week because I was shocked by what you said. I didn't know anything about that. And he said, when I studied all these, I realized that everything that you said was true. I said, praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the very front cover. It says, amazing facts. <laughs> I said, you know, this guy could have downloaded from any source, but he downloaded from amazing facts. <laughs> of course, he's going he's to agree with everything, you know. <laughs> then he goes, you know, I tell you something. This... There's a guy named Doug Batchelor, he comes on, he emphasizes, Saturday, I mean, Sunday, at 11 o'clock, channel 12. I said, you know, I don't watch much TV. He says, you you can come over to my house and watch him. He's a really good preacher. (laughs) He is, but he comes on Sundays, every Sunday. I didn't say a thing. I did not say he's an Adventist. <laughs> I just let him keep on watching, you know. That night I was going home. I was laughing. I wasn't even trying to laugh. I guess that's what holy laughter is. <laughs> I was just laughing like crazy. I was laughing so much. If anybody saw me that day, I'm driving all alone. Just going God. go. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> and you know, the week before, I was, it was the most depressing week. And I, was, I thought I was just wasting my time. But that week was my best week. I tell you. God be praised. Amen. And we just need to do our part but God has his timing always he has timing like he said to the demoniacs go whatever you know whatever you experience tell them I tell you something over here Every one of you, you have something to share. All of you have something to share. But we're so into our own things that we don't worry about other people. That intensity, same intensity of desire to save sinners, to mark the life of the Savior marks the life of his true followers. You know, and, um you know we don't do the converting. We just have to do our part, right? And if you look at Ecclesiastes Chapter eleven, verse one. It says, "Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days." You know what this means? What is the bi- water symbolizing in the Bible? The people, right? Who is the bread of life? Jesus, and the Word of God. Right. We cast Jesus and His Word on upon the people. For thou shalt find it after many days. It may not be on this earth. It may be in heaven. One day you're in heaven, somebody taps on their shoulder. Hey, Jeremy, remember uh, that time you shared Christ with me? You were doing surgery, you talked about Jesus, and I never thought about it until I went home and I started digging and searching, and I found Christ. Do you know how? I mean, this, this is an re- eternal reward. Isn't what I mean? Mm-hmm. This person that God has used you to save is with you for eternity. And how long do you think this person will be grateful? <clears throat> for eternity. Every time they go see another beautiful planet or they are eating from the tree of life, or well, they're talking to Moses and, and they're just having a time of their lives you know what Ellen says, each day will be happier than the previous day in heaven man, after a trillion years you go, I'm so happy <laughs> <laughs> next day you're happier wow. you're happiness will be infinite because we'll be living. God will give us, as a gift, immortality. Don't you want to give that to other people? You know, every single person that Jesus raised from the dead or Heal them of their sickness. Do you know what happened eventually? They all died on this earth, right? This is it going to happen like that to us, too? You know, I tell you. Independence High School that I go, went to where Mr. Bill Rice taught was at East Side Union High School District that's in San Jose, California it consists of 23 high schools they have about probably total about 50,000 students because our school alone had about 5,000 students. I took the class from Mr. Rice, and I graduated there in 1980. I took the class from him in 1979. 24 years later in 2003 I got a call from San Jose from the superintendent said we want you to come to San Jose because we are going to induct you to Are Thomas P. Ryan Hall of Fame. Because I said, wow, that's a fabulous honor. So you'll be inducted with um, Jerry Yang. You know who Jerry Yang is? He's a co-founder of Yahoo. (laughs) So they said... It's going to be on a Saturday, on a certain date. And I said, um, I can't make that day. She goes, what? <laughs> this is such an honor. You're going to be inducted to the Hall of Fame. because, You know, that is my Sabbath. My Sabbath is from Friday night to Saturday night Amen. but we only do this every few years and it's, it has always been Saturday I said well I'd rather keep my Sabbath and forego being inducted and it was quiet And I said, I hung up the phone. I said, okay, that was it. (laughs) You know, next day I get a call. Not only was the next day or the following day, I think maybe it may have been two days later. I got a call from her again. Okay, we decided to move the ceremony to Friday afternoon. It'll be done before sundown. <laughs> and I said, okay, then I'll go. <laughs> 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 I went there with my family. I didn't know anybody there, not one soul. Because it'd been 24 years. But there was only one person that I knew who was there. Mr. Bill Rice. He was there. And I found out that he played an important part in my induction. I came home. And I had an email from Mr. Rice. Are you worried about my soul? You don't need to be. I have accepted Christ, I am now a Christian. Can you imagine? (laughs) I said, at that time, 24 years prior, when I was talking to him, there's no way he'd be the last person in the world to accept Christ. God has his own timing, right? We have our jobs to do. Our job is to share Christ with other people. Let's pray. Dear me, Father, You have told us the most important job that we have on this earth. It is to participate with you in saving souls. I pray that we will have this mission as our focus and our goal in our lives. And as a result of our cooperating with you, we will see many people Dot audioverse.org.